Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. God reached his hand down from the sky. He was a booking agent and offered to travel. He said he owes for rehearsal and gas and 
remember that no one can pay rent here. So hurry up away and practice your cause. Listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs is the podcast where I speak to bands and artists about how they're getting away with it in an industry that isn't very forgiving. On today's episode is Benjamin Woods, aka The Golden Dregs, who has just completed a remarkable fundraising campaign to get them over to South by Southwest and the States to go fuck it up. Metaphorically speaking, of course, and in a very baritone, solo listening and thousand yard stare kind of way, which is exactly how On Grace and Dignity, their new album, makes me feel. If you're not a South by Southwest this year and you live in the UK, they're headlining the Village Underground in London on 6th of April and then a handful of UK shows later on in May. Massive thanks to Rough Trade East for lending us the room to record this in. We recorded it on the week of release of On Grace and Dignity when Ben was doing some solo shows. And that's where we start the conversation with the fear and the anxiety of releasing a record. Thanks for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, supported by 2000 Trees Festival. Down in Cheltenham, a couple of hours away from London on the train. They've got an amazing lineup if you're into the heavier sides of things this July. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes is headlining. The Bronx, who are one of my favorite bands to see live. American Football, Rival Schools, 100 Reasons, who are back with their best record. Black Honey, Brutus, so many bands at Trees this year. If you'd like to go but you haven't got your ticket yet, you can get 20 quid off the price by using the voucher code 101POD. That's 101POD at 2000treesfestival.co.uk. There's free money and it's an amazing experience down at 2000 Trees. They've even won some awards for it and I'm looking forward to going myself this year and doing a couple of live podcast episodes down there. All right, clock's ticking. Here's Benjamin Woods of the Golden Dregs here on 101 Part-Time Jobs. Go well. You're making these this music that's like deeply personal to you. You know, let's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. And I imagine a lot of the time, even when you are touring uh-huh. and you're playing to people in a room, uh-huh. you might not have time to, or the energy, or or whatever the circumstances are, to actually speak to someone quite in de- you know in deppth about the the record. Sure. Have, have you has that happened? This that week? is true. There have yeah, there have been some conversations, and I've also been. Um, I've been kind of immersed in that thought a little bit as well because I yeah I put a lot of myself into this album um it was quite a long intense process I wasn't particularly I didn't particularly enjoy a lot of it so I've come away with something that does feel very sort of almost like invasive right um and uh, it's been weird kind of reading about it this week and reading people's sort of interpretations not that anyone's been like there's not been anything nasty about it, but it's weird to appreciate that that's something that I've opened up to critique. You know, it was kind of like albums done. I, I wanted to make an album. I made an album, mm. and I kind of forgot about the content of the album. It was just kind of like 
let's get a record label and then oh my god we got the best record label i could have dreamt of getting and yeah then you're kind of working the release and you're doing videos and artwork and prepping for tours and all of this you kind of forget the content of the album and then yeah kind of reading back i, I did some promo in the run-up to the release where you, you know you're answering a lot of the same interview questions and it's the same thing it's realizing oh people are kind of they are listening to these words and um maybe i've given a bit too much away <laughs> people <laughs> you know? will say artists lots of pe different people making art say that if you're when you're doing something that makes you feel a bit uncomfortable that that's a hint that you're doing something right do you believe in that i may <laughs> i may be too close to the eye of the storm <laughs> to really appreciate that right now and i hope that that's the case but right now i'm a bit like oh what have i done <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna have to go and tour tour this like emotional experience yeah also doing solo shows as i have been all week you're very acutely aware of those experiences whereas when i tour with the band i'm with like my closest friends and it's enjoying that moment and you're creating music with people it's not just you mm. presenting your emotions to someone in this very intense sort of like staring environment it's like there's a whole experience going on which i love yeah i love that do you think the more you you sing a song the, the more times you sing that set of lyrics do you think it's easier to to not feel you know that pain perhaps that, yeah that well it's i've i've surprised myself sometimes because it depends on the it depends on the circumstance a little bit there's a song we did as a single that came out before this album that's in between the two records that we released with end of the road and um that was quite a that song touched a nerve for me definitely but then we'd played it so many times and it, it never really like i'd never really felt it that much playing it live with the group and then i then we played it in falmouth which i think just had some sort of relevance to the track to me and being at home yeah kind of and um just like clocking who was in the audience and it kind of like resonated in that moment and it really like really upset me I found it quite a difficult one to get through so um grass which song john it's called john okay. yeah i mean you know this is a great time to you know, this is a great time for you to be on this podcast because <laughs> that's a big part of yeah i'm being like super like if you got me like last week i'd be like just buzzing about like you know <laughs> i'm a musician and this is right and which it is you know i'm really excited but i'm also like i spent the last week just like really thinking about that aspect of it you know I, w I wonder if it's healthy to really think about it i mean i imagine there's no a, do you not <laughs> it's not i think it but is but it's got to no. be unhealthy to not think about it and push it away I mean, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't read your reviews i don't think and, and they've been that. they've been really nice you know it's a great record I, I've had, thank you i've had yeah the um yeah music journalism has been really good but it does kind of you know refers to you in a certain way and you're like oh shit i am that like i right. guess you know yeah i mean this is yeah this is this is I, I i'm not sure how much of a real question this is but one thing that i think about a lot when doing these types of interviews is the way that people can identify mm -hmm. as an artist you mm -hmm. know do you do you say i'm a full-time artist when it's a kind of idea that you're really working towards i mean you can see the power in that do you do you sort of push it away in that kind of i have historically pushed it away and recently i mean i the only work i do at the moment is music and it has that's been the case since maybe 
uh, October. So wow. like not that long. Yeah. Um, and that happened after signing September. to 4AD. Yeah, but I mean, not not immediately. I did a publishing deal, um, and that that helped. That kind of helps me out because we're a six-piece band, so it's you know it's not. Um, it's a lot of members to feed. It's a lot of members to feed. Um, I did. I had a good. I did some um, audio engineering work, editing. I was in audio editing for The Crown last season of The Crown. Nice. Which happened just kind of after the deal, um, but before Christmas. I did that for maybe a month, and that like paid pretty well. So Brilliant. that kind of tied me over for a bit. Um, so I do. If someone asked me what I do now, I'd be like, I'm a musician because I literally like I spend probably seven days a week working on either. Not so much working on music, but usually like admin related to music yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So it is it is full time. But then the next question that comes is, oh, do you make your full time living off that? And I'm like, well, I do at the moment, but it probably won't last for that long. So I'm always there with like a put down ready to be like, oh, I'm not. It's that like imposter syndrome thing, I guess. Mm. Like, mm. I'm always like, you know, yeah, right now it's good, but which is stupid. But I guess you know, just had an album. I don't know how it's gonna. Yeah pan out necessarily but you know ever want to be positive it's like what's the difference between you and someone who's a freelancer mm-hmm. you don't you don't speak to a freelancer yeah like i'm a freelancer yeah. no one really okay yeah some people do ask me like are you all right have you kidding but it's like well yeah but i don't know what's happening in three months there are plenty of people that don't know what they're doing totally. in three months totally you know um, but i guess it also it comes from a position of like um I've, I mean, I've done music for years and years and years alongside other bits of work. And it's that thing of like, well, I wouldn't define myself as being like a bartender or a barista or an office assistant. I would define myself as being a musician and probably would have done since I was like 16. Wow. I guess. But I never would have said that. When people say, what do you do? They usually mean like, how do you make your money? Yeah. Right? Where's the 50 quid coming from? Yeah. <laughs> And it's yeah. never usually music. I mean, the, so. thing, the thing that I really find interesting hearing people's kind of thoughts and outlooks on is like, you know, those things take time. When you're working at a bar, even if you're doing two shifts a week, yeah, that's a fuckload of time because you're absolutely you're yeah. going to wake up late because that's yeah. the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, priority. You know, making it your structure. Can you pinpoint a time when you made an effort to really make it your structure to write and record and do admin and book? Well. Shows? It was, I guess it was forced upon me by pandemic because I, w- I got furloughed. I was working at Tate Modern. Right. Um, Doing on the what? bar. You know, the bar at the Terrace Bar. But yeah, it was a great team of people. I met met some great people working there and I did really love it. But yeah, they when the pandemic happened, they furloughed me. So I was still getting paid the same, but I was just staying at home all day making music. So that was like my first taste of being like a full time musician. Perfect. Um, so, I mean, we kind of had an infrastructure with the band before then. Um, I'd already released I released a record in 2019 which I'd been touring and then I got management and a booking agent great so they they were trying to gear things up to get to the stage we're getting to now but in between that there was this huge period of time in which I could like really get invested in making this album which I think is probably the result of that is that it's probably worked out far more considered as a record than if I'd been making it around touring but you need time you do need a lot of time but it's also become it became an incredibly introspective like drawn out record like it's not I know it's not like an immediate like none of the songs really have much immediacy but I feel like it's a kind of repeated listen and people have I been think, saying that to me already and it's like wow well, if you, it's 
been out a week and people have listened to it more than once i'm pretty impressed so i've li- yeah i've listened to it a handful of times and vista or vista amazing du- 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 so am I, it's in there. You Brilliant. know, that's a real like walking down the street. And you stick it at the end of your album so people have to go all the way through it to get to it, right? Great tune. <laughs> Great. And it's it actually feels quite like, um, it's very uplifting. I hope so, yeah. I mean, I was very conscious that there's a lot of, um, you know, I wrote I wrote more music than what ended up on the album. Um, but the themes kind of presented themselves to me along the way. And I was conscious of not having it be too emotionally exhausting, okay. you know? Yeah. So I, I wanted this kind of lighter end to come into it. Um, so it does kind of the mood does shift towards the end which I guess gives a bit of hope makes it less kind of fatiguing to listen to perhaps well I think that there's there's a really good wave of interesting quiet bands at uh-huh. the moment I'm thinking of Caroline yeah I'm thinking of Name of Bach I, I played very briefly in Caroline brilliant um, bass for cool maybe two shows before they got signed but they're very close friends of mine brilliant fond of them, so. really yeah really lovely people uh, you, you mentioned it but you touched on it before but having that time between records i mean 2019 that was when the second album came out right yeah and that had been recorded maybe i started that in 2017 or something so so it's interesting when you when you're coming out to the this third record and uh-huh. you know uh, a lot of people are um by proxy kind of reading the press release yeah. So when you're going onto Rough Trade's website, where mm-hmm. we are today, it, you know you'll get a snippet that's probably a condensed version of the press release. Yeah. And so always, you know, <laughs> it's it, you're you're going to read a history of a band within two sentences. Sure. And it's interesting because when you start exploding that, you realise there are some really interesting stories, uh-huh. moments, times that are down, you know, low, low times, high times, uh-huh. hurry up and wait times. Uh-huh. Is that is that right? It's 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 all over the place. Yeah, definitely. The way you'd read it is just like band starts, album, album, album kind of thing, right? Mm. But mm. no, I mean, the first record I did is very different to the others because it was kind of like a live band that I played with and then we recorded an album together live. And then um, I had a breakup with a long-term partner and um, kind of just like wrote an album very immediately which became my second album but when I wrote it I was like oh this doesn't sound like the band that I'm playing with and I wrote and recorded it by myself so I was like well I guess this is like a solo project so I kind of put it on a you know on a shelf somewhere mm. um, but then I ended up moving to London and I, I, I got a new live band in London and then the release of the first album happened because you know right. so you're always playing catch up with yourself it's quite yeah. weird yeah that album came out so I was kind of playing around that a little bit and then I got the opportunity to go on a tour and I did it solo I was like playing drums for a singer called Anna Birch okay American musician Anna Birch yeah yeah did her record come out on Heavenly yeah she did two albums as Heavenly um, so we were touring the first one um, it was her second European tour she wanted to have like a European band so it was myself Mike who plays in Caroline and Sophie who plays in Girl Ray played as her backing band it was yeah. a fantastic tour really nice cool and she had me on to do support for about half of the dates so I was playing solo and I was kind of introducing some of the songs I'd done on this solo record and kind of figured oh, it's, maybe that is a Golden Dregs record so I played some more solo shows when I got back to London after the tour and ended up signing a record deal based off that album but instead of going out under my own name I kept it as the Golden Dregs because I was just like well maybe that's just me you know it feels like there's a lot of strength and you know power empowerment and energy like useful energy 
when it comes to thinking about how everything often things change as they mm -hmm. go on there's an idea of looking forwards and not backwards i guess what i'm is what i'm trying to say yeah and it is nice to see things evolve because yeah it's easy to look backwards i guess is, is my point yeah you know as a as a as a fan and i imagine sometimes as a member when you're touring songs that came out sure up to three years ago or longer but i think in you in you encouraging me to look back just then and talk about that kind of history and how things kind of happened in a roundabout way it's kind of good to remember that's the case and that it's not like the future is not linear you know because you'd be in a position where you're like well that happens so i guess that's not going to happen but then you never know how things turn out do you yeah so yeah it is i guess it's useful i mean i i always look at the past um which i guess feeds into my songwriting quite a bit but i'm like a big kind of nostalgia sucker like um it's probably quite problematic i don't know <laughs> i'm always just like yeah well maybe less so but yeah, it does i dwell on things a lot so everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What hundred one part-time jobs? 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 During lockdown, you you went back to where you grew up, back, yeah, back to Cornwall, uh -huh. and you were working on a building site. Sure, yeah, and that's where the, the 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 ruminations and the thoughts that were to become this record i imagine in that moment you didn't feel much grace and dignity <laughs> yeah that's true i mean when I, don't what, let me put words in your mouth no not <laughs> at all not at all no i like maybe it, someone but... would love that job you know well I, and that's important I'd, to remember i'd worked in my early 20s i'd worked with my friend chris who's like a roofer so i worked as his laborer and i loved it like we'd have a great time together you know i'm not i'm not particularly built for construction work but we liked each other's company and i think he you know probably kept me around just because it was nice to hang out and i yeah. you know i i developed some skills or he'd probably say otherwise <laughs> um this was in my early 20s so long pre-lockdown but it meant when i went back i was kind of like geared to do some construction stuff but actually the work i did and i did do some more work with chris and it was great you know but the work that kind of entered the sphere of the album was again working with a friend so it wasn't to it wasn't hellish you know um, but he was he's a landscaper you can't get much landscaping work in the winter but there was a new build building site that we ended up working on um, doing the landscaping out the back of those you know and it was just yeah it was just a very bleak place to be and just quite a depressing experience really so I mean you're you're back at the place where you grew up yeah 
maybe not not doing the things that you know how to do yeah 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 that's that's the other thing it's like doing doing something you don't want to do but also not being very good at it so feeling like you're completely useless yeah it's just a bit like okay i know that feeling very well because <laughs> you feel like such a waste of time when the days i feel like not even days i'd go through a few months i went back to devon in my 20s while uh -huh. playing in a band uh -huh. because we got a booking agent uh -huh. and i thought this is it i'm gonna go on tour forever uh-huh we didn't and yeah. i and i got a dozen jobs over or 15 jobs over a year yeah. in sidmouth and exeter yeah, yeah, yeah and it sucks and i was hoovering the regis on the motorway services really well i was on the agency okay so i was doing all this meaningless pointless stuff yeah. and you know it's i found it really difficult because i didn't think what i was doing i believed in the songs that i was writing for me yeah, yeah. i didn't think like it was some god-given power or right it wasn't some thing that i really thought was like made me i don't think that i'm great yeah, yeah but yeah you'd get to the end of that job or that shift at the race course that extra race course pulling pints yeah waiting for my mum to give me a lift home yeah i'm like this is shit yeah absolutely i could be doing something way better right now it's so true but yeah i mean um i like for i like the notion of construction you know i wish it was something i was more skilled at it's not it's certainly not my calling um but yeah i'm not not down on it as an industry but i mean i'm the experiences i had on this building site i was pretty pissed off about to be honest it was actually a disgrace and um i think it was quite a good um teller for the state the country's in i think the way the government tries to deal with find like temporary solutions for things essentially and those temporary solutions are like houses that people spend God knows how much money. So it was on a new build, could you see build. that it was, it was awful it was without being any anything quite, litigious? Yeah, yeah, I've been through this with the local press down. <laughs> <laughs> um, the quality was awful. It was like all for profit. And, and these you were like knew it without being houses. an expert. You could kind of tell. Yeah, totally. Oh, because we were like trying to put fence posts up onto the walls, and the walls were just crumbling, and they were holding up mountains of um, earth behind untreated or like treated sleepers, but they like. It was too much weight for what they're putting it behind. Like. What an interesting sort of cross section that you got to see, literally, uh, about yeah. the way these houses, these you know, affordable quote unquote houses, yeah, are built. Yeah. Well, I spoke. I spoke to a local journalist about it. We did a long interview around the album, but he was quite interested. And I was careful with my words not to um, al allude to what building site I was referring to or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but he said that actually at the press they've been inundated with complaints from people who bought new builds and just saying how crap they are and the stuff that's like buried under the gardens it's like shameful like yeah it's, it's really grim I have that thing when I go back to Devon or you know uh, sometimes I'll go back to my mom where my mum's like place, places that I kind of grew up in it it just seems a lot greyer yeah. than I remember yeah I it's a uh, it's a dampness and I I mean I love Cornwall it's a beautiful place but the weather's fucking terrible there mm. like, a lot of the time you know it does just feel like you know at least in London when it's grey it's kind of dry and there's like enough like light pollution that it feels like there's some sort of buzz <laughs> whereas down there it's like okay you can yeah. feel like the street lamp flickering and like you don't you have any skyscrapers it. overhead no I know which is I mean that's a really bleak outlook isn't it but yeah I feel like law uh, Cornwall's quite lawless when I spent my time down there as soon as you go past as soon as you go down that motorway and enter yeah. Cornwall I mean there was one time I was walking down um, a road in Falmouth yeah. and I heard this creak 
and this you know kind of three maybe four story house the guttering metal guttering no, fell down yeah, and it was like a sort of a meter in front of us yeah and i thought it was quite symbolic for my experience of cornwall there's definitely some cowboys about yeah but it's quite easy to be a quite it's all right place I, to be a crook i think isn't so it? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, but also i like i find that quite romantic too i guess like i do I, yeah it's a part of the world that i'm somewhere i don't feel i could really live certainly not at this point in my life but i definitely love it so when you were working on that site mm -hmm. were you writing lyrics we you, you know you said it was a it was a dire time but could you write i was yeah i was kind of plugged i was you know i'd get home like exhausted from physical work because i'm not really cut out for it and i yeah i was chipping away in the evenings like getting getting some words down and it did kind of get things moving for me a bit yeah um, i do find that being faced with a completely empty schedule i mean like right i'm gonna write now is like actually quite unproductive for me so was there a real big friction coming from london where you know it talks, it talks about playing in caroline and playing with all these different amazing artists and musicians mm -hmm. was there um was there like a bit of a, a rub up a bit of a friction being like you've come you know your your, your home's in london where you know you, you can be creative and then you know did you feel kind of boxed away i certainly did but also it was at a time when there was nothing happening i guess for right. anybody you weren't so. missing it there was no phone wasn't anything. yeah totally um and the, there's a good creative scene in in cornwall specifically falmouth so some brilliant bands yeah yeah i have good friends down there that are making music so good punk bands yeah yeah sniff Sniff, yeah. This one I've been listening to. Um, do you know Isolation? Yes. That's my friend Charlie. So he's playing a band of the Red Chords. If you came across them. Um... Do you think there's. Do you think there is an energy and, an, and an, you know, again, an empowerment, you know, a kind of positive, a big positive thing entering your 30s, playing oh, music? Yeah, when I turned 30, I was buzzing, you know? I felt more focused in what I was doing when I turned 30. Um, it, we also received the offer from 4ED on my 30th birthday, so it's hard to say that it wasn't, like, somewhat coloured by that. Brilliant. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, but, yeah, I... I, I came into the I, I came into it like feeling more self-assured and less concerned well maybe less so now but less concerned with what other people are doing although obviously mm. now I've got a record out I'm like oh how's their record doing which is a really ugly way that, to think I think I, yeah. well I think it's human nature yeah I think so you know I do the same and it does feel ugly I don't feel very cool no it's probably the main thing I talk to my therapist about really and i think everyone should have a therapist yeah if you've got any single problem yeah. in life yeah if you can afford it yeah i would love to love to be a son of that how do you deal with that how have you dealt with that over the years of looking at other what people are doing you know looking at what other people are doing and really remembering that you're the special person that, that you have Re really badly and i think probably um putting too much weight on people around me with my kind of the way I sort of respond to those feelings are you asking people asking your friends what they think of your demos what, what are those things not really more just complaining I think right. it manifests as me being me complaining and being kind of um, generally not very nice probably not 
not nasty but being a bit like well they're doing that but they're blah 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 you know like right. it's just so stupid I, I want- feel like I, I don't I don't know if it's um, in human nature or the way that the music industry is um, structured with kind of a lot of quantifiable data mm. you know streaming numbers uh, ratings yeah. chart positions Instagram followers and likes everything's got a number on it and like those numbers are used for booking shows you know so you might be like oh all I care about is playing shows but well you need to have the quantifiable data to get the shows mm. if you get yeah, sure when you get the big enough shows maybe you don't care about it anymore but you kind of need like yeah it's kind of sad and I feel like that does kind of like I can't speak for other people but it certainly makes me more aware of how other people's metrics are doing you know well I saw Sean Hagen from the High Llamas oh yeah tweet this the other day saying look there are these you know obviously incredibly talented Mm -hmm. group and as an individual musician saw him support uh, I saw him the other day and it was amazing it was amazing yeah it was like seeing it was just it was just special yeah and seeing him that seeing him tweet something like that I don't have the metrics to play these festivals yeah I know I'd be good at people want to see me yeah because I don't have you know the numbers it's heartbreaking yeah 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 it's art yeah and I've yeah I've been struggling with that this week definitely just been and you know like I say we've had we've had lovely response from people Mm. but it does come down to like metrics like okay well such and such didn't give you a number so therefore this this and this probably isn't going to take any notice of you this year you know all all of these things you know everything that we've spoken about that identity you know metrics just now growing and having you know evolving as you go on you know have you have you sort of found either purposefully or accidentally have you stumbled upon any kind of mechanics to help you focus on on golden dregs on you um is it a time thing where you just think okay i spent this much i've spent this many minutes or hours today thinking about bullshit I, i had a very productive start to the year which unfortunately has fallen out of slip it's which is Partly because I had a birthday. Can't, can't blame it on that. Big birthday. It was my 31st birthday, so it wasn't a big birthday. Hungover for just, months. Just, yeah. <laughs> Weeks. But um, I started a routine, and uh, my band will laugh at me because I've probably talked about it more than I've actually stuck to it. <laughs> but I started a routine, and I allotted time for everything during the week, be it meetings or checking social media I was like okay I'll allow myself this amount of time to do this bit of interaction so I'll treat it as a tool for my job yeah Um, how many times a day it was once a day I would do social media interaction but I try and schedule my posts but it would include getting up in the morning running having some time for free writing with no distractions these like phones are incredible now you can have it so it's programmed to not bother you for certain hours every day so I kind of and I had that all set up and I did it a week and a half and then I went on a promo trip so that's kind of when it fell apart but but I was just the happiest because I was writing every day even if it wasn't good writing I'd be I'd get to the end of the day I'd be tired because I'd done like a load of stuff I'd have done all my admin and I'd have written and have a song out of it or whatever yeah it was great and I wouldn't have had the time to go and see like what band's doing what mm. wouldn't matter you're just focusing on yourself mm. and 
the people immediately involved in the project and I think if that I'm hoping you know I've got this this is release week kind of done hoping that between now and as we went to the US in like March the 8th I'm hoping in between now and then I've got two and a bit weeks Mm. I can maybe get back on it and great definitely I find a lot of happiness in that yeah I mean making your own routine yeah the dream yeah absolutely yeah go for a run yeah eat a bagel (laughs) bagel time in the calendar what what are your when you're working at home what what do you what's your chill time mine is youtube because the algorithm on youtube the the personalization's amazing my homepage is skate videos hardcore live videos of hardcore hardcore bands just like stuff that i love that last 10 minutes like a lot of vice stuff that lasts like like 15 minutes i like how you had to add live bands qualify hardcore (laughs) sorry (laughs) but but speaking of that there's there's that guy hate five six who films loads of bands in philly mostly Uh punk and hardcore and i listened to an interview with him the other day he so he he's he's a he's coded he was a coder mm-hmm. and so when he his bread and butter is posting three videos a day two videos a day and he's got a program that when he presses publish on the youtube video that it triggers off the description across his socials okay so he doesn't have to post yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing across one after the other yeah which is brilliant energy yeah sometimes it takes me like over an hour to do a post across Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, That's and nice. I use like the tools that so you can do it without going on the app. Right, you start to change, and it's like looking for your phone for a picture. <laughs> waste of time, absolute waste of time. Oh, good, two hundred likes. You know, like <laughs> yeah, completely arbitrary oh, waste of time validation. Yeah, totally. And you feel good for it. It's annoying. But so back to your question, I don't have one and that's a problem because I always used to have music as my downtime and now it's kind of my, it's part of work, I guess. And I don't have a hobby and that's that's a bit sad. Running? Well, running, yeah. Yeah, my foot hurts. (laughs) But you know what? I did actually, I did kind of love it. I was using that like Nike run coach thing. Okay. And I was like... Does it speak to you? It speak, yeah. Tell you it, it puts, so it puts music on. Obviously, I didn't go for their playlist. So I have my own stuff. Um, not my own. Not my own stuff. <laughs> Imagine if I went running to my own song. Hey, you, th- you could turn up to gigs. That'd be awful. Wouldn't it? Blasting your own tunes. <laughs> um, I found, I, yeah, I really like it, and I was I I felt myself getting better, which I think that's that's always good, isn't it? That's getting a good better thing at running, hot, yeah, or better mentally. Because the first time. Well, both. Like, definitely clears your head so much. But, like, the first time I went out, I got back and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so unfit. Mm. But then the second day, hardest to get out of bed, but got back and I was like, oh, that was a bit easier. And so I, I kind of liked that quick progression. And um, Yeah, you see it, don't you? I think that's a nice thing to have in a hobby, right? It's something Big you time. can have some progression in, but it's not a chore. Yeah. Spot a cricket? I'm just so bad at sport. Like, I have no coordination with anything. So like those things don't really work for me. And I'm a terrible swimmer as well. I did go swimming <laughs> once this, this the end of last year. My girlfriend was trying to encourage me to we went swimming together. I was like Ugh. I said <laughs> I go, Oh, I don't want to go because like we got like Black Friday. We did like a free for a month on that everyone active thing. Right. I was like, oh, I don't want to go. 
like I, I instantly regressed to like when I was living in Bolton as a kid and I was going for swimming lessons I used to hate it I don't want to go she's like it's fine why don't you want to go I was like what if someone sees me there she's like it's like East Dulwich Leisure Centre that you're not going to know anyone there lo and behold Hugh from Caroline was doing lanes I was like oh <laughs> so we had to have a chat with him and he goes like three times a week or something he's a great swimmer and I was there I was the only person in the pool without goggles so I'm swimming breaststroke with my head out of the water it's so embarrassing doing doggy paddle <sighs> I grew up great. by the sea as well it's so embarrassing you can start doing doing rope knotting <laughs> maybe yeah this is great thanks so much Thank on you. Grace and Dignity is such a great record thank you very much you know it's wicked and I've listened to it however many times five times and oh lovely I'm just looking forward to listening to it more amazing it's great well I'm looking forward to making a new one now so <laughs> yeah I'm playing this one live but playing it live I mean are, we, are you are you putting pressure on yourself to write now a little bit because I'm starting to see the year drift away and being like okay starting to form a timeline of when I'll, when the next one ought to be coming out so it's like I mean I just know it takes me quite a while to write something because I I edit a lot with words like I'm quite particular about it and yeah I'll scrap things and start things again. So I'm kind of, I need to be putting the time in for it. But yeah, I'm hoping if I can squeeze in another three weeks routine, I'll come away with some more stuff. So. I did once. <laughs> it was a particularly hot summer um, when I was roofing, and um, I decided that I'd be more comfortable if my jeans were shorts. But instead of taking them off to cut them, I cut them with a Stanley knife while I was wearing them. No, not as bad. As, no, I didn't cut myself. Okay, but <laughs> I didn't get the line very straight, and they were most definitely. I was going around the building site in little denim hot pants. <laughs> They went because they went right up the back at an angle because I'd gone round them really badly. Village people video shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. What was your worst sartorial choice? You know, did you ever go through any periods of, you know, curious. What in my life? In your life. Oh, Christ, loads. Did you ever wear a trilby? <laughs> that came up the other day. Yeah, I used to wear a trilby. <laughs> I was a big, uh, big, uh, big Libertines Baby Shambles fan. When I was at college, I was wearing a trilby a little bit. Um, doing bad uh, drugs wearing trilbies <laughs> not even that just just for trilbies I think <laughs> in my early 20s I ordered I guess I guess in the early days of Depop I ordered what I thought would be really cool it was like a leather cut off like gilet kind of thing which I struggle to live down but I actually wear it at festivals most years now that's so my it's, name it's, you it's, shouldn't, it's actually, you shouldn't be ashamed it's actually quite good <laughs> it kind of came into fashion a little bit but I think me trying to wear something fashionable doesn't really work so <laughs> cheers Ben thank you so much for having me it's been great excellent so there was Benjamin Woods from the Golden Dregs here in 101 part-time jobs thanks to Annette at 4AD for sorting that out and see you next week for another episode which I believe will be with Owen from the Tubs. See you then. Here's Cox Barra. I've been working all day for me mate on the side Running around like a blue ass fly I've been working, yeah I've been working all day for me mate Every blink me I've been on the go Up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow I've been working, yeah I've been working all day for me mate
This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.